Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Coffee and Clarks. I'm your co-host, Javian. And I'm your other co-host, Tyler. And Tyler and I, we're excited to be back with you guys. We've been on a little bit of a hiatus, getting our lives together with our jobs and, well, for Tyler, his his new family and um, and his job as well. Um, so we're excited to be back and get things going again. And we'll be having new uh, guests on the show in the coming weeks and months. So be on the lookout for that. But before we get into all of our discussion for today, we got to get into the meat of the show, which is our coffee talk. So Tyler, tell me, um, what what have you been sipping on, at least coffee, coffee-wise, uh, recently or today? Oh no! <laughs> I got the the uh, cold brew with the pumpkin cream foam. It is the fall. Okay, the fall I guess it's okay. It's okay. It's a seasonal drink. This is a uh, splurge. It's Saturday, and it feels like fall. And uh, we did a little family pumpkin patch. Oh, it was uh, an epic fail because Oliver, my son, was just crying the whole time. So. <laughs> so I said, you know what? We're gonna go get Starbucks, and this is what I got. It's good. I I'm a big cold brew kind of guy, so I was like, let me just try the pumpkin cream, and yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, I dig good. it. I I have had like some of their uh their sweet cream cold brew stuff. It's pretty good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So I know I'm I'm not gonna knock knock any uh Starbucks. I used to work at Starbucks for like three three or four years. So I know you gotta be careful. Yeah, yeah. So I'm 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 well versed in the the Starbucks culture and language. And who knows, Starbucks? If you guys want to sponsor this show, we we will drink Starbucks every episode. Um, so shout out to Starbucks out there. Um, so I'm drinking a um, uh, a brew from your hometown of Jacksonville, Florida, uh, Bow Bean. Um, yeah back uh this coffee shop is actually in tyler's uh basically kind of your neighborhood up in um riverside um so i'm drinking their uh it's called sweet spot which is their house blend i'm not sure if you had have had that one yet um but um my friend just brought it for me uh, a fresh bag of it so i've been brewing that past like week or so uh it's really good very refreshing uh, I've been doing it on a, uh, of course, the the Chemex um, pour over, um, but I'm I'm going to do some experimenting with some other brew, um, like obviously the French press. Uh, I'm 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 going to do because I've had some of my colleagues they they've known that I've I'm like really into coffee. So um, for those who are aren't like they like coffee but they're not like in the weeds about it. So I say, like, well, how about at some point, maybe this weekend, we'll do a little coffee tasting and I'll brew it on on different, um, doing different methods. So like a pour over Chemex, maybe like a V60, French press. I'm gonna do like an iced coffee version of it and see what they like. And and, and then we can kind of do some testing, um, some taste testing. And I'll, I'll get probably like a few other bags and see what they think. Who knows? They might just open up a whole new world for from them because my my uh what's funny um that you brought up starbucks is like my colleague she brought me coffee one day from starbucks and and it, and it, it was great and then i you know i was very thankful um but we were talking um like some days or weeks after that and i was t- talking about like how i'm really in coffee she said oh my god i feel so bad i brought you <laughs> I was like, no no it's not it's not that serious like coffee is coffee and and it's all great 
So that's why I'm drinking the Bold Bean uh, Sweet Spot uh, House Blend. So check it out. Uh, you can order it online um, from their their online store. So good times, good times all around. Yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah. So Tyler, what have you been up to recently? <laughs> Let's see. I guess last time you and I saw each other was back in April, beginning of yeah. April. Yeah. Um, and since then a lot of a lot of things but i guess if i had to uh pick a few that stand out it would be uh well my son had his first birthday back in july so that was that was awesome he's walking around wow yeah i think he's got like 10 teeth now so he's he's doing really well he's healthy he's taking his nap right now he's he's doing well so that's great um so yeah learning how to balance balance all of that one of the topics that's kind of been in my mind is setting boundaries and setting limits on things so what does that exactly look like for me well it's this whole idea of if you say yes to something you're also saying no to something else you know um it's never an if and it's always yes (laughs) so to speak right if you say no to something then you're saying yes to something else too so for me, I've been having to try to set boundaries of like, okay, at what point do I need to get off and like shut work off completely and just decompress and spend time with my son and my family? Because it is so easy for things to distract you and for things to linger on. And you don't even realize that you're spending time with your kid, but you're not actually present mentally. And we've, I think we all know this to some extent. But I think we always kind of think like, oh, well, when I have kids, like that won't be a thing. I'll make sure. And it's like, you actually really have to fight for that. Mm -hmm. Really got to create those boundaries. And it's like, it's a practice. So you have to do it every single day. And the other thing that I've been kind of thinking about too is, especially having a kid, is you don't have a lot of quiet time anymore. (laughs) If you want quiet time, it's either before he gets up, which would probably be in the six o'clock hour Mm -hmm. in the morning, or after he goes to bed, which would be like after seven. Mm -hmm. So um, I do a pretty good job of the quiet time, like after he goes to bed, but I would really like to have it to where he's not my alarm clock in the morning Um, because, you know, he gets 12 hours of sleep. And so when he's up, he's ready to go. So to prevent that from him being my, my alarm, so, you know, so to speak, it would be literally waking up and just having that quiet time in the morning to like, focus, quiet time. Like for me, it would be, you know, like journaling, reading the Bible, just like drinking coffee, just like getting my mind right. Because yeah, I mean, I I love the kid to death, but it's can be quite alarming. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And like, you don't realize like you lose things, like you're getting something that's great, but then like some things are being sacrificed. So you have to really plot out and map, like, how am I going to fit some of these things in? And I, I would imagine that it's, and I knowing myself and how I am in the morning, like it's it's very hard to like have to wake up right away and then have to be on. So yeah. like giving yourself that space where you can get up, you know, either meditate or do whatever your, your normal morning routine is to kind of prepare yourself for the day. And then, you know, your son wakes up and then it's, all right, let's, let's, let's get it going. So yeah. like I can only imagine because I I'm 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 not a morning person at all. I'm 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 that guy's like 
I don't really want to talk to anybody until like I have my coffee. I have time to like, you know, fully get alert, you know, take a shower, brush my teeth, have my coffee. And then it's like, all right, once I've done all those things, now I can start my day. Now I'm ready to like, you know, be a part of the world again. Um, so yeah, I can only imagine. And that's not something I, I haven't really like thought about, like, you know, as a, a father, you know, like the kid wakes you up and it's like, all right, I have to, I'm, I'm to be on right now, you know? So I, I can imagine that would be quite the challenge. I know for me, that would be a challenge. Like, all right, I'm up. All right, let's, let's start the day. You know, and yeah. you know, kids, they, they go zero to 70 like that. It's like, once they're up, they're ready to like do things, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I can imagine that would be a challenge. Um, yeah. Yeah. So bravo to you. Uh, well, the morning hasn't been set in stone, but I tried it like a week ago, two weeks ago. And of course, on the it was a Monday, Tuesday, I got up at six. And then, of course, he woke up at like 615 both those mornings. And I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> like, <laughs> attention is there. And then I was like, OK, the, the rest of the week I didn't. And of course, then he went back to bed. Like he woke up at like seven, like his normal time in the morning. I was like, what in the world? So I want to try it again because there is kind of like this. There are things that you know that are right. Mm -hmm. Kind of like this, that voice. It's like, no, this is a good thing. You know, like working out, like being, doing something active every day or like, like, you know, like there are certain things that you do daily or don't do daily. And you're like, no, I know this is a good thing. And I know like for me personally, like having that quiet time in the morning before he gets up, that's going to be like a pivotal staple in my life from like now until you know him and then if we have future kids down the road or out of the house mm -hmm. um, because if you don't do it it's not going to happen and that's one of the things that I'm just realizing that there's so many ideas there's so many things I would like to structure into my day and they're just ideas and they might be really good ones but they're actually not habits yet yeah not things that are automatic yeah. or as, as jan kagari says they're not automated you know it's not something that is in the subconscious yet yeah uh, where you're doing without even thinking so i really have to figure that out and it does take a lot of planning so if you want to wake up earlier that means you have to plan that out the day before about what time you're going to go to bed and making sure everything's set up so that's where i'm at with with the family side of stuff is again creating those boundaries to where it's like no i want to have meals with my family um like I don't want to I want to be able to work out every single day and do something and so it looks slightly different for me now um I did the Ironman back in the summer that's done learned a lot from it that was a lot of training that was a lot of like I said yes to this thing and then that meant that I sacrificed yeah time and so now it's kind of like the opposite that it's like I would rather skip a run just to hang out with my son a little bit longer Mm -hmm. So you go in these seasons and that's been a big learning process for me of learning that like, as new things develop and come into your life, like your life is going to evolve and it's going to change. And those, those things that were once like, oh, I can work out like X amount of time because I don't have anything else pulling for it mm -hmm. changes a little bit. They're still important things, but you know, I think I'm a little bit more forgiving with myself of like, well, if I miss this one, it's not a big deal because look what I'm doing instead. Right. Like, great. Um, 
So I think that's another thing that I'm realizing too is, okay, I still want these things in, in my life, but they look a little bit different now and that's okay. Yeah. And I, you know, what's interesting about that, um, it's that pretty much applies to like playing and, and practicing and all those things apply to that, you know, everything starts with a plan. It's like, if I want, for instance, like I have a, a recital coming up in a little over, or actually almost exactly a month from right now. So like, obviously, if I know that's coming up, as using your words, that means I have to like fully commit to that. That means I'm going to have to give up some things to be able to accomplish, you know, preparing for the recital, right? Because as you know, like it takes a lot of time, takes a lot of preparation, a lot of sacrifice. Um, so like finding those boundaries can be quite a challenge. But I, I think, you know, like you said, like if it starts with thinking about it, processing, and then planning to actually do it. And sometimes that's the hardest part. Like I can want to do something. Um, there's another thing in actually making the plans and then executing the thing, right? And I, I mean, for me personally, I think that's that's certainly always been a challenge. Like I would like to go run at, you know, six o'clock in the morning. You know, I think most people it's like, yeah, that's probably a good thing. That's healthy. It's a good way to get the your, your day started. But on most days that's a really hard thing at least for me as I mentioned before I'm not much of a morning person but that's a really hard thing for me to do so like to prepare myself physically and mentally the day before and just like super commit to it regardless of like how it feels like I'm just going to do it this one time you know I'm going to fully do it you know however I feel I'm just going to suck it up and I'm going to do it and then and then that's how you start to kind of build those those habits like you do it that one time and then that time becomes a second time then it becomes a third time and then you start to kind of create those habits and then from there you can kind of figure out all right is this something you know I value is this something I want to continue you know am I giving enough time to you know other important things in my life whether that be you know a kid or a wife or or you know a friend or your job or so forth and so forth uh, but yeah, like I, I completely agree with that. And and I never really, at least because I mean, I, I don't have any kids, but I, you know, I've never, you know, thought about it in, in that regard. Obviously, like when you have kids and you have a job and you have a wife and so forth, like there's only a certain amount of hours in the day. So you do have to make certain sacrifices along the way. That way you're giving those those most important things in your life, you know, as much time as possible. Um, so, I mean, I think those are all, all things that are true, but, you know, when, for me, like, obviously, since I don't have a family, so for me, it's about, like, giving my job enough time without it taking over my life has always been that challenge, right? And I think knowing you and, and, and knowing how you operate, you know, you're a very structured person. Since I've known you, you've always been, like, a super, like, structured, hardworking person, um, which is why you're in the, the position that you're currently in. Um, but, you know, <laughs> with all that said, for me, it's, it's you know, I the challenge is I, 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 I like to throw myself into the work that I'm doing. And for me, the past, I guess, two or three, four years since I've been in my current position, the challenge has been, all right, how do I do the job the way I think it should be done? without um well without it like affecting my 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 personal life and, and you know we always talk about 
balance, right? That's kind of one of the overarching themes of our, our podcast is trying to find a balance. And it's one reason why we always ask our guests, like, what do you do? How do you balance all these things? And I think the funny thing about all that is no one, you know, any person we've asked, no one really knows. Everyone is like, well, I'm still figuring out, oh, I try this or I try this. Um, so like for me, it's like over the past, I guess, year, um, one thing I've been doing um to try to fix this is there's this idea that the job is just a job. At the end of the day, it's it's there to obviously provide financial support for your life. It's to provide this, at least in the music world, it's also this creative outlet. Like I get to play music every day. I get to, you know, help my students achieve their goals, you know, and that there's something very um, free about that, right? Um, I'm not sitting at a desk. I mean, although I do sit at a desk a lot of hours in a day, like typing emails, but I'm not like just doing like busy work all the time. You know, there's a, there's a creative outlet to what, to what I do. Um, so I'm very thankful for that, but at the end of the day, there's still this other side of, of my life where it's like, I need to find other creative outlets outside of this job. Cause even though I, I, I like my job and, you know, you hear this things like, you know, you have a great job where it doesn't feel like work. And I think there's some truth to that, but at the end of the day, it's still a job. You know, you still got to get up. You still got to come to the office every day. You're still here. Like, some days, six, seven hours in a day. Um, but with all that said, you know, for me, it's like one thing I've been trying to do, I, I would say maybe the past, well, I would say since the beginning of this, the start of the school year is like saying, all right, I'm going to, on these days of the week, I'm going to get out of the office by three or four o'clock. You know, those days, like I, I have to get out because if I don't, eventually... Uh, I'm going to burn out. And this is one thing I felt last school year. Um, I challenged myself to do all these things. And I, I enjoy doing those things. But it certainly there was a consequence to that. By the end of the school year last year, I was like, mentally gone. Uh, but it, I, I remember April of last school year. And I was like, I'm just like, I'm I'm done. It's like there's no way I can keep this pace up if I'm want to do this long term. Like there's just no way. I'm so I don't even think I could do this for another year or two at this pace. And I was like, all right, this is gonna have to change next year. It's like I I can't. So, but on the flip side of that, that means I'm doing less things this year. And you know, fair or unfairly, you know, when you're working in higher ed, that can be interpret a certain way right um regardless if that's fair or unfair but i think for my you know for the mental health of it all and and creating that balance is is good for me because even though you know you're working in higher ed there there's this i think we, there's this I know. I, I feel like society is is accepting the ramifications on mental health and high 
I wouldn't even say high pressure, but in, in intense environments where there's this idea, I think it's very much an American idea of you have to work, 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 then you retire and then you die, right? So like, <laughs> so I think we're slowly, slowly moving the needle on. It's like, all right, well, you need to put more emphasis in your mental well-being. And then how you do that is, is very much up to the individual. And for me, it's, it's, it's doing less work and giving myself more time outside of just sitting in the office, teaching all day, um, writing emails, doing this masterclass, doing this conference, taking this trip, you know, teaching eight hours in a day and, and, and stuff like that. So I, I, I certainly agree with you about the uh, kind of like setting those boundaries um, is, is really, really important because it, it, if not, it certainly leads to um, burnout rate. And there's been a lot of studies recently where we've seen just this incredible high rate of burnout amongst quote unquote, the millennial generation. I think there's other factors in play, but certainly the work balance is a big part of that. Yeah, I agree 100%. And actually, one of the things that you said was, uh, is this sustainable? And uh, that's a big word that I've been thinking about often as well, because I think about, okay, I can suffer through this, or I can grind it out. I think you and I are both doers. I would say I know I definitely am. I don't want to speak for you. But I think we're both doers. Um, and yeah, it's the same thing. Like we like to pour ourselves out into things and it's really hard for us to take a step back because we feel like, well, we really enjoy doing this thing. And so, yeah, I'll say yes to this. I'll say yes to this. And before you know it, things get kind of crazy and you feel like you're suffocating because you have no, you're at your wits end. Right. And that's something I think you experienced at the end of the last school year. Oh yeah. That's something I've experienced within the last couple of weeks uh, with, with my position and our ops tempo and things that we've been doing. I mean, I remember getting to Friday in the week and my body was aching mm. and I was like, it's not from training. I'll tell you. <laughs> uh, it's from the stress. Yeah. It was the first time in my life I ever felt that where my body literally ate. And I was thinking, man, like this is, it's not healthy. And so Again, like what you said, it, it takes the ability to step back and say, okay, I'm not going to just throw this away. I'm going to sit here and figure out, okay, so what are some things that I can do? What are two things that I can say no to this next go around? Or what are some things that I could tweak and change? Like for instance, okay, these days out of the week, I'm going to make it my goal to lead the op, right? It's like you, you do these small changes and they have big effects over time. And then you kind of sit with it and say, okay, how's this going? How's this rate? Right? You talk, you mentioned balance. And I think balance is always a day-to-day -day thing, a week-to-week, -week, a year-to-year -year thing. But I think the thing that we're looking for and about with balance is efficiency and sustainability. If you have those things, you will have a healthy career. Mm -hmm. The reason why that things get out of balance is because you don't take the time, I'm not saying you or myself, I mean, it's just people don't take the time to think about like, how at moving at this speed, at this tempo, with the stress that comes with this position, this position, what will this do to me in the next three to five years? Mm. Can I manage this with the demands that are placed on me in the next five to 10 years? How will this affect my students? How will this affect my trumpet playing? How will this affect my relationships? And then you say, 
okay, what do I actually value in life? Let me put these things in order. If I say no to this, does that give me more time to, you know, hang out with my son or hang out with my wife or hang out with my friends or actually do things that I actually want to do or be able to commit to maybe other concerts or other things that I actually kind of secretly enjoy versus, oh, I have to do this thing because it looks good on a CV, right? It's like, mm, yes, you, gotta, <laughs> you gotta manage these things because I think long-term, again, this comes back to the pressure of, am I doing things because society says I should be doing these things or the College of Music says success looks like this or in the trumpet world, success looks like this. Am I doing things that are falling in line with those things or am I actually doing the things that I wanna do that interests me that make me come alive that inspire me and therefore will make me a better musician better teacher better human being and that is really really difficult because one you have to think about what is it that actually that you actually desire and have interest in and I think a lot of us don't really know yeah like kind of know but we don't really really know I like what you just said. It's like, does this thing, like you said, like, all right, it's the the society, the tr- trumpet society say success looks like this. Is that why I'm doing this? Or, you know, my job says success looks like this. Is that why I'm doing it? You know, and this is something I asked myself um, the end of last school year. And, and, and I was like, <laughs> I was at this conference with, um, uh, in, in Texas and I was just hanging out we well this is like after the conference over I was just hanging out with some some people who work in my field and we we were just like conversing just talking about our jobs talking about everything and the question came up and it's like why are we at this conference and we saw are we doing this because there's great value in doing this is are we here because this looks good for on a CV. Are we doing this because our departments or school or respective school of music says we should be doing this because this is what is deemed successful? And that was the question. And I'm I didn't raise the question. Someone else raised the question. I was like, that's very interesting. Because it was actually the first time. I mean, I think sometimes we think about those things, but it was like just kind of laid out there and then we all kind of like sat there for a second and really thought about it and I think the answer to that question was we're here because our jobs are in or society or feel say we should be here not necessarily because we actually I'm sure we all value what's happening to some extent but is it the best way to achieve the ultimate goal of what that conference is you know, said to do? Probably not, right? But we're all there. You know, we've all spent this money. We've all gave this this time out of our our, our week, out of our life um, to be at this thing because our respective uh, organizations say we should be here for these things. And I think these are the things we, we, we all should evaluate. Like, um, you and I have talked about, like, when you're taking auditions or when you get that job and sometimes in our field it's like you're not successful until you win or our our society or our field says you're not successful until you win job blank fill in blank right 
you know, you're not successful until you make finals of this orchestra or win this military band or win this college job, then you are then defined as successful and or have value within our field, right? And that's mm. not necessarily the case, right? That word that you just said, value. Value. Right? It's like you're allowing other people to place to, to decide if you have value or not. And that's a very slippery slope and something you have to be very careful. I've been thinking about that too. Like, am I making these decisions? So it looks like I can provide more value to my organization. That's very dangerous, right? Yeah. Because now you're looking for other people for approval and for yeah. justification to affirm you. Yeah. And like in, in, and certainly in higher ed, and this is not so much case in like the music field, but you know, I have colleagues who work in other departments, other colleges, where their job is to get as much grant money for their their college or for the university and that's how they are deemed valuable amongst the university and it's like well i understand that's part of the job but is that valid <laughs> you know <laughs> you know and that that's certainly something i think we all should look at like where does the value come from? Obviously that I, you know, in my personal opinion, I think that should come from an internal place. And I get it. Like sometimes you're in a, a job or a position in which that is a big part of the job. Um, but how you view yourself through that is, I think is where the danger comes from. Like we've talked about sometimes, like if you have, if you're performing and you feel like you didn't have a successful performance or a successful audition, how we didn't inter internalize that as an indictment on who we are as a person. So I think that's that's kind of part of that. Like, where does that value come from? Um, because, you know, if it's, it's, if it's always put on like the thing that we're doing, either auditioning or the job or attending a conference or something like that, it's like, I think it's something worth to be... Uh, evaluate like we we have to kind of reevaluate ourselves on that yeah because it'll let you down every single time yeah, yeah. Uh, because you can look at your position and and say well i'm in this military band but i'm not in the marine band yeah. and then i'm not principal trumpet in the marine band or i'm in this symphony but i'm not in the chicago symphony or i teach at this place but i don't teach at that place right, right? you're gonna always compare yourself you're always gonna say yeah but and i think it's a very very toxic toxic yes. thing to place your value and your work to be honest um yeah just because i i truly believe like what happens if they fire you you know yeah. nothing nothing that you've done but just say yeah. like hey we, we got to make cuts or you get laid off yeah symphony exactly. folds hey sorry all right you know, is your value gone because you don't have that thing and i think it's very i mean you, it's rampant in music schools yeah. unfortunately i mean it, that was something i struggled with was, you know, people literally befriended you based on how well you played. There were clicks. Mm -hmm. right? uh, and if you weren't the guy that guy or gal that was like really great, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, they're, they're cool. But like, you know, they don't really sound that, you know, it's, it's terrible. I mean, yeah. it really is. Yeah. And, and, and to your, your point about like, what if this job cuts you or there's budget cuts and they got to lay people off all of a sudden that, that that institution whatever it may be who had said like we value these particular employees in these positions that you hold value in all of a sudden they're gone and then what you know so like it's it's this it's <laughs> a friend of mine used to say like you know if 
you die tomorrow, they're going to hire somebody a week after you. So like, it's sometimes it's really important, even though that's, <laughs> that's a weird thing to say, but sometimes it's really as simple. It's like, some we, we work really, really hard to do the job or to get the job. And assuming you get the job, you know, you're only as good as like that institution, you know, says you are like, you you can't put much stock in that because again, like if you're gone tomorrow, someone else will be in that job a week later, you know? So it's like, should I put my value in that position? That's a question I think, you know, you have to ask yourself, like you're, that's why I think it's, it's really important. It's like, you know, part of me like figuring out who I am in the, in my current position, that idea has kind of been in the back of my mind. Cause it's like, as I said, like last year, I was just like, I feel like I was just like working, 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 grinding away, doing a lot of like exciting, at least I think doing a lot of ex exciting things and things I was very passionate about, but obviously that took a toll. So I, I asked myself, like, what if I didn't do any, any of those things and just like focus on like, myself giving myself more freedom to do things outside of my job like my students would have been fine you know the job would have been fine you know but I'd be less stress right and my position will still be here so it's like it's one of those things like why did I do all these things is that because the institution says they value those things and and they certainly do but the, what's the payoff? Like, if I didn't do those things, would I lose my job? No, right? So, I mean, those things, at least I don't think so, but I'm pretty sure no. <laughs> I, I kind of know the answer to that. And that's not to say we, like, shouldn't do things and we shouldn't um, work hard. Like, yeah, you should definitely do those things, but you have to figure out where's the limit, right? Like, I, I'm, I'm of the belief that we should put in as much work and effort as you know where we're not going beyond basically what the pay is like if the pay is here I should give that much my work ethic should meet you know how they financially value me right so which opens up a whole nother discussion <laughs> not to go down that rabbit hole but I I do think there's there's some value in there like I you know I have some friends who just like they're incredible people they're incredible musicians and they do their jobs exceedingly well and you know sometimes I can see you know after talking with them like they're super stressed out and I have to ask myself like why are you doing all these things I said well you know it's it's for this and it's for that I'm like okay well you know if those things those other things go away like then what you're still going to be in this position your students are still going to value you. You're still going to be an incredible musician. So it's one of those things like sometimes we get caught up. I think that's what it is. Like there's this certain like vibe, whether it's intended or not, of like you have to be constantly just grinding, grinding, grinding away until until one day you decide to retire or you burn out. Yeah, it's part of our culture, right? Yeah. It's, it's like it's uh yeah, if you're not doing it, then somebody else will. And it's totally backwards, to be honest, because yeah. we probably do our best work, I believe, right? When we're relaxed, when we're released, 
Mm -hmm. Actually focusing on one thing, not thinking about 20 different things at a time, Mm -hmm. right? That's actually how we get in the flow state. That's actually how we get better at our instruments. Like that space is where learning actually takes place. Yeah. Um, And and again, I think it's a very, everybody's situation is going to look different based on the demands that they have, what they're willing to sacrifice, what they're not willing to sacrifice. And I think in your situation, what a awesome learning experience for you, right? Because you kind of went over that edge. Yes. You said, ooh, okay, I don't want to go, I don't want to touch that again. So, you know, just as a listener, and this is my first time actually hearing it, I'm like, man, this is really cool because now like something that you've done early in your career can help shape what the next 10, 20, 30 years of your working career looks like, Mm. you know, and then if you factor in a family down the road, you know, you can say, okay, I've been here before. I need to tweak some things. I need to, you know, whatever. But it's like some people don't even take the time. They just say, okay, this feeling that I have, this stress, well, that's just part of it. Like they're willing to ignore that because of why well, I need to like beef up the CV because if not, like my colleagues aren't going to value the work that I do. And, and then again, right. You talked about as a professor, I believe your work should be for the students. Yeah. Right. And if you're not able to give your best every day for them, then it's a disservice to the students. Yeah. You know, and yes, they're amazing. There's, there's always going to be opportunities. Yeah. Right. I think in COVID people are like, oh, are there going to be jobs? Because, and then look at how many symphony jobs, how many academia jobs pop open, right? It's, it happens. It's going to, it, it always happens. Um, there's always going to be positions open doing something or competitions or festivals or whatever. Um, yeah. I think it really comes down to knowing thyself and why it is you do what you do. Um, and I say that like, why, like, like really getting down to the nitty gritty of like, man, how much do I value other people's opinions? How much does that actually shape my life? And if you start, at least for me looking at it, I was like, oh, there was a large percentage of my life that was dictated off of what others believed was successful. And that was really dangerous for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe that partly probably led to some of my injury of like, just no, you gotta, gotta keep going, gotta keep going. Um, and so now looking at it, it's, you know, I'm going to do my job, I'm going to do it the best that I can. But if you don't see value in it, that's not my problem. Right. I think that's, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Because I don't get my value from other people. Right. You know, I I was just, it's funny you said that I was just talking to someone about this and, um, um, not to get deep in the weeds about the conversation, but it it boiled down to, you know, I'm going to do what I, I deem to be the right way. And without, you know, killing myself, overworking myself, you know, if someone outside of me doesn't see value in that, then that's not my fault, right? It has nothing to do with me, you know, that's someone else's expectation. But my expectation is I'm going to do it this way. I've seen success in doing it this way. And this allows me to also have freedom to do things outside of that thing, which for longevity's sake, sustainability is really important to me. And if people outside of that don't see or, you know, don't value that, then again, that that's, that's on them. That's not on me. 
and again, like we, everyone may not be in a position to make that call, right? Um, some jobs, depending on the job, it, it may be you have to go past that limit. And then I think those people should maybe, if they're in a position to reevaluate their, their, their conditions, their working conditions, then that's great. Um, but I think ideally you want to be in a state um, at some point in your life, maybe even if it's not early on in your, your early career, maybe later on, um, to get to a state where you can do the things that you value, um, whether that's teaching or playing or what have you, but you're in a state where you're committed, you, 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 you know how you want it it to go you you know the values that you have for that particular position and then everything outside of that um uh, if it doesn't enhance what you're doing and i think there's a difference between enhancing what you're doing and then piling on the work that you're doing um so if it's not enhancing what you're doing then i think that's something to be evaluate you know obviously as you mentioned like this this is very individualized and, you know, <laughs> I was, I think back in when, when we last saw each other in person was at uh, the National Trumpet Competition. And while we were there, I, I was talking to uh, Chris Moore, a Trump professor at Florida State. And I was telling him, like, because this was like in the middle of like me feeling, really feeling just like beat down. And he was like, man, he's like, I get it. Like you're young and you're trying to make a good impression and, and especially amongst your colleagues and you're, you're doing all these other things. He said, but at some point you got to like, think about the longevity. Like, can you keep this up for, you know, five, 10, 15, 20 years down the line? And I was like, I don't think I could, like, there's no way I could. He said, well, you need to evaluate that this summer, like once the school year is over. He said, I get it. Like, I understand why you're doing these things. He said, and I was very much the same way. Like early on in my career, I felt like I just needed to just work, 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 work. And he said, I never saw my 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 wife, you know, and I, you know, I didn't see my kid as much as I wanted to back in those years. And he said, it's not something I realized until much later. But, you know, obviously he's in a position now where he can have a little better work-life balance um but he said you being you know early in your career i think you should evaluate these things now so you don't create these bad habits that you know if the day comes you want to have like a family and you know and that you know which is a whole nother thing as you know um he's like you you want to create these healthy habits life habits now so like if the day comes and you're you you do have a family you've set yourself up for success it's not something you will have to learn later in life where the where the consequences are much greater absolutely yeah and you said something too about like well what if you're in a position where it's you know you got to go 80 hour weeks you you know you just got to kill yourself Maybe it's not the right position for you. Yeah. yeah. No. And I think that's one of the things that I'm learning continually is like, you see these positions, you see these jobs and you're like, sure. It looks great from afar. Right. Like you see these NFL coaches, these football coaches, and you're like, man, this is really cool how they're like impacting people, culture, this and that. But like what you don't see, like some of them staying in till like midnight and like, the, you know, it, you don't see those things. And, and then when you start hearing them, like the amount of time that they spend on the game and doing this, I'm like, yeah, none of that matches what I value. Yeah. Um, not to that extreme. Um, and so then I go, yeah, that job's, that's a no-go for me. Um, even though I feel like it would 
I could do that, but what I would be giving up is not worth it to me. And we've seen that time and again with like how it affects their families. Mm-hmm. Um, or uh, who was that? I think it was uh, Jimmy Johnson, maybe the football coach. I uh, forget. Cowboys one of the Cowboys and Miami Hurricanes. Uh, it was one of the coaches whose kids later in life told him that they never actually knew him. Uh, yeah, I, I remember that story, but I forget who it was. Yeah, it was one of the, it was a head coach, and I remember it was his biggest regret. Mm. His, his kids grew up never knowing his father. Yeah. yeah. And um, again, say yes to something, say no to something else. Yeah. Um, and so I've been thinking about that in my life. It's like, oh man, we always aspire to like to be in the New York Phil or to be, you know, or to do these, you know, teach at this school or teach. But then you think about once you actually see what is going to be asked of you, it may be, it may not fit what you value. And I think one of the great things that you do that I've seen from you is that whenever new positions come up, you really think about, is this me? The things that this job's going to ask from me, like, sure, I could say yes and do it, but I wouldn't be happy. Like, does this actually align with the things that I'm passionate about? And that takes a lot of discernment, right? That again, that takes a lot of, knowing thyself i say yeah. it really does and i think a lot of people go in blindly to things because again society views this as being successful when really success is kind of defined by yourself mm-hmm. um, you know you could you could literally stay in valdosta your whole career if you wanted to and if you had and, and if you were able to do the things that you wanted to do and had a beautiful family like you know it's like for you you define that for you no one else does and um yeah I think that's one of the things that I'm learning just more and more about is just putting those blinders on and you, you really have to detach from everything yeah um, because if not you're going to feel terrible uh because you're going to be oh man this person's doing that man I should be I should be doing this or why am I not doing that and it's like you know what this is where I am. These are the things that I actually have some control over. <laughs> um, very, very small things. Um, yeah, like that is what a great thing for you and I to learn in our early 30s. <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. put it that way, man. Um, because this was something that was not taught to us, at least it wasn't to me. Um in in school. Like yeah, it's, it's it's not really talked about again, like which is well i mean i th- i think obviously schools are are focused on um getting you the job right and then once you get the job and then you kind of have to kind of figure it out for yourself um uh, but you know when i'm thinking about like things i say to my students i think this is a conversation i'm more willing to have in a lesson depending on i mean obviously not every lesson but like if there's something going on um, that it needs to be addressed. Um, I, I, I'm sure I feel like I'm very willing to give my opinion on the subject matter um, through my own lived experience. I say, like, well, you know, for me, like when I was your age, these things I wasn't thinking about. If I had to do it over now, I would be doing X, Y, Z, depending on the situation. And you know, I, I, I recently met up with one of my most recent um, uh, graduates uh, students who who's now teaching and middle school and we were we were catching up and he was he was starting starting to talk about like some of the stress that he's feeling and obviously like he's a first year teacher and he's like wants 
as anybody would like wants to make a great impression and and he you know he feels like he's he's doing really good work and sometimes there, there's stress and pressure and like he's trying to figure all these things out so i'm like well you know you you want to make sure as what we would say here is like you want to have some balance like yes you're going to work hard but at the end of the day you know when you go home set set some boundaries and it's funny that we're talking about this because i literally had this exact conversation with him it's like you need to certainly like set some boundaries and i've said i'm saying this as someone who who's lived this and is in in the process of figuring this out right that's like at four or five o'clock you should just go home go home do something completely different so when you come back to the job the next day you're like replenished like and then you're ready to go you can be a more effective teacher that way for those those young kids because it takes a lot of energy and like I taught middle school um band and it takes a lot of energy like you have to be on all the time the, the entire day and, and there's and that that's can be very very difficult um and I, I find that even in my current job like when I'm teaching a lesson like I have to be on the entire hour I have to be constantly analyzing and, and thinking of ways to fix issues um so that, that there's a there's there's a great challenge and that takes a lot of mental uh capacity to do that right so I, I'm, I'm telling this 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 student of mine it's like all right so you want to make sure you have your boundaries and it's like on the weekends do not go to that that band room when you absolutely don't have to and he's he's already kind of fall you know into this like i gotta be at the school you know on my weekends like doing stuff like do you really i was like you don't you know finish up what you do on friday afternoon and then you go home and don't come back until monday morning right go i was like have you been to this town like he lives in an area where there's like some like really cool cities and driving this like have you been here yet he said no all right next weekend or on the weekend just drive in just go hang out find a nice restaurant and just like get away you know, go to this city, go do this, go do that on those weekends. Cause those are precious. That's precious time. That's the only way you you're going to be able to do this for any extended period of time. You have, you have to give yourself that. Yeah. I've started implementing, um, like a mandatory Sabbath essentially. Mm, that's uh, good. Yeah. And so that's why when you texted me, uh, about the dates like i always like sunday is my sunday is your day mm -hmm, to where it's like no nah, i don't i'm not doing anything um and that has been super helpful and i also realized how much you have to fight for that yeah really does take a lot of planning um to make sure that you're not doing anything work related and for me that that really just looks like um not working out a lighter day of practicing and just doing things that I actually enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. And now it's in the fall. So football, yeah. Um, taking my kid for a walk. I mean, it, and it's just like, just relaxing. And that has been super beneficial for me. And it, it's amazing how, yeah, you really have to plan it and fight for that thing. And just like you have to fight for boundaries and putting them in there, it's a great thought. It's a great idea. But then it's the execution of how you're able to do it. And yeah, it's just our society views, right? It's like Sunday, Sunday fun day, right? It's a thing that you go out and party and do this. You know, you go out, you do these things. And for some people that might be uh, replenishing for them, but for me, that would be exhausting. Mm -hmm. uh, 
And so I want to do something that's going to replenish me. That's going to like kind of fill me up to where like I can, the next day I can start the new week and I feel good. And it doesn't have to be on a Sunday. It can be Saturday, you know, whatever right. day it is of your choosing. Um, but I've just found for me, that's been super helpful just to have a day where it's set aside that like, there's nothing, even if it's something that I kind of would want to do. It's like, I'm not going to do it on that day. Like I respect yeah. that day. Um, yeah. I like that. I respect that day. I like that idea. Yeah. Yeah. Cause again, you're, you're building these things for sustainability. And, and I guess the reason I, it kind of goes back to this idea of we teach in schools to get somebody to the next spot. And by doing so, we don't think about the long journey. We don't think about, okay, I can get them here and to get them there, maybe these things aren't going to really be good for them, right? It's like, I can rush along your, um, like you're seeing all these football players getting injured. And so some of them are trying to rush along their uh, mm -hmm. physical therapy and this and that just so they can get back in. But it's like, oh, well, why don't you actually take the time that it takes to get you right? And so we don't really think about sustainability, again, going back to that work, both as a person and what the things that you do. Uh oh, my son just woke up. Oh, um, so we may have to cut this one short. Um, but also sustainability in your playing. Yeah. And thinking about a healthy career. Yeah, I, I completely agree about that. And and just to kind of wrap up, you know, one thing I uh, exercise, I always do with my students is like, I have them, you know, at the beginning of the semester, it's like fill out their schedule, like their, you know, their class schedule. I say, I want to see when you're going to practice. I want to even see when you're going to do homework when you're going to study, if you like video games, like put that in there, you know, any like things you're doing outside of school, things you enjoy, put that in your schedule. And then we can look at it together and evaluate, like, are you giving enough time to this? Are you giving enough time to that? Because I think that's really important to like longevity and sustainability. It's like, because a lot of students, like they get in class and they're just like going, 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 going practice, 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 class, 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 test, exam. They're going from like, they're literally surviving from one day to the next day. And over the course of a semester, around this time, which is like around midterm times, I can really see the toll of that. Like some students, like they'll come in less and they're just like, they're dead in the eyes. And I was like, what's going on? It's like, you know, I'm just tired. I was like, okay, let's evaluate that. Why are you tired? And then once you kind of unpack some of that stuff, you really see like, okay, you're not giving yourself enough time to do X, Y, Z. Sometimes that's not enough studying. And then they're like trying to like cram things or maybe they're not giving themselves enough time to do things outside of school that they enjoy and they'd love to do. That's going to allow them to kind of be replenished come Monday, you know, when it's time to do school. So those are things we, you know, I try to evaluate so they don't get in a situation where they're, you know, come midterms or around finals and they're just like, they don't have it, right? Which affects their schoolwork, which just affects them reaching whatever their goals are for that semester or, or year. Um, so yeah, those are I, all good things. I'm, I'm glad we had this discussion. This is like perfect. Um, this is very much a unplanned conversation. So that, that that's, that's, that's really good. Um, so just to kind of wrap up a little bit on a lighter note, I guess, so to speak, uh, have you been listening to any new tunes, new artists, or people you you haven't come across before? 
yeah, and then I'm gonna have to go get uh baby boy. <laughs> He's up from his nap. Um my wife is out right now. So uh yeah, I've been actually listening to Bob Reynolds, saxophone oh, yeah. okay. sax player. Um listen, I was actually listening to a record that I probably came out in like 2008, 2009. Uh Can't Wait for Perfect. Mm. And uh yeah, it just reminds me it's it's awesome how music can bring you back to so i've been uh listening to that again he's a great tenor sax player i've actually listened to some of his inter- interviews recently about practicing and he's so transparent about it and um yeah i think i think it kind of his music is just so he, he does a lot of mixed meter types of things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but he's such a melodic player so it's been a real real fun just kind of reminiscing of like it's crazy too how you can remember some of the solos and how things go and it's like man i haven't listened to this in like a decade yeah 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 <laughs> what about you man um so i i discovered not that they're new i mean they've they've been out for years um i don't think they've released anything recently i don't even know if they're still like an active group but this i i came across this through the um youtube algorithms you know how that is um <laughs> it's called a uh, new sound underground i don't know if you know this group um but they're kind of like a um like a jazz fusion funk group um and i i listened to their i think it's their 2016 album i think it's their last released album called a uh, push um and it's it's i mean if you're someone who kind of likes like snarky puppy or like music of that genre like this might be a group that you're you would be into because it, it's very similar similar instrumentation although they're not uh, as large in terms of the instrumentation as like a snarky puppy, but like they're c- kind of along that same same genre of music, like really easy listening stuff and like great solos, great musicians. Um, so it's called New New Sound Underground. You can check out their all their their videos on YouTube, or you can just check out their album on any of the streaming services. Um, really cool group. I've, I I listened to the, their whole album, their last album. What I need to look and see if they're actually still like touring or doing stuff because I, I haven't seen anything posted in like five years. So they could, may not even be a group in, you know, I, I'm not sure, but their music is still out there and it's still really, really good. And I think it's very valuable uh, if that's something you're into. So that's what I've been listening to this week, as well as the um, uh, I, I finally got around to listening to Moonchild's uh, their newest album, like the full thing. I I heard some songs, but I actually like sat down and like listened to the whole thing um, while I was like doing my cutting the grass in my yard. <laughs> so I, I I had time to listen to it twice, like back to back. Is that really really good? And, you know, they're very soulful, and it's 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 always always you know good music. I'm going to try to go see them live. They're going to be in Florida uh like coming up pretty soon i'm I'm gonna try to get some tickets or something i think they're gonna be in maybe like orlando or tampa area so i'm gonna just see if i can get tickets for that um yeah so that's what i'm listening to and or have been listening to so we want to thank you all for listening to another episode of coffin clarks we know it's been a while but we are getting back in the swing of things and we hope to have some some new guests on for you all and Keep the the conversation going. Um, Please share, like this with all your friends and keep drinking coffee um, because that's that's (laughs) 
that's how we get through to life at this point. Uh, so thank you all again for listening and we'll see you all next time.